welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of Bad Friends, Worst Critics, where we talk about movies, TV, and pretty much anything else we want to this week. I'm Noah Davis, joined by John Pina and Lane Wellman, and we're going to start off with the news he before said, someone he said, interrupts me. He said, welcome to the next episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you might watch them in sequence, dude. I've been these. Sure. Why not? So I listen. This is all I listen to in the car. I just like the sound of my own voice. I'm sorry. Uh, episode twelve. Is that what we're on? Thirteen. Thirteen. Twelve. Can I start? Okay. You know what I'm 13. already. You know what I'm already sick of. The fucking Bernie Sanders at the inauguration memes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> was it was. Exactly. It was like really I... funny for a minute. I was like, oh, these are funny. He's cute guy just sitting with his mittens, <laughs> and I just. <laughs> I, it's like I can't yeah. scroll without seeing like just 10 back to you know oh my god i watched the inauguration all the way through biden actually getting whatever it's called confirmed inaugurated swearing in yeah yeah but like the actual part where he puts his hand on the bible i think the whole day is the inauguration but whatever i don't know the semantics but i watched all the way till he gave his speech after that bernie i didn't there wasn't they even show bernie it was really early well, like, I, I watched most of the people walk in, so that was, oh, like, literally, it. like, one of the first fucking seconds of the show. And I'm like, it didn't even feel like something that should be caught up in the zeitgeist, but someone just took a picture and was like, yep. this is the one. And everyone yep. said, Bernie! <laughs> Woo. He doesn't even look, like, out of place or bored. He's just nope. vibing, you know? Yep. Like, it's, it's kind like of... He, it was a chilly <laughs> day. Like he was sitting like, yeah. at a formal event in appropriate clothing. It's crazy. <laughs> I did. I did like the one where it was like, uh, it's it's not even like, it was just like a thing on his to do list. It wasn't even like the main thing he had to do that day. He just like stopped and he had like the Manila folder. Like he had to like drop it off at the post office after he stopped by Joe's thing or whatever. That's all I wanted to say. I'm over the memes already. <laughs> okay, no, I'm I love over it. it. I love it. All right. Actually, can we can we can we jump to the Let's other news then? The uh. The, the music news? The, the, no, the Trump, the Trump news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only music news we have this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because okay, I think we'll it's, 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 it's topical. It's topical. We'll start off with that. Uh, Donald Trump, amongst his other random ass and not so random ass pardons, uh, included mm. Lil Wayne and Kodak Black for their various firearm charges and whatever else they've been charged with over the few years. Um. Yeah, so Wayne's mean... was like a December firearms charge, and Kodak for the numerous shit Kodak has done, his five-year sentence from mm. whenever. Yeah. And, I mean, it's totally not a coincidence that Wayne endorsed him in October or anything. Yeah. So you know, so he went to go talk to him about criminal justice reform, and of course, obviously, it's disparagingly black people or minority people being incarcerated and like there's clearly big things to talk about and it's a big thing that people in pop culture talk about criminal justice reform and i don't doubt that they probably at least mention some of the big things like ending cash bail or whatever but like yeah <laughs> he called it in october pardoned in january hmm. yeah I don't, know. I don't know i don't know i mean the charges are in december so Right, right, right. I don't know how that all works, but, well, but it's no, so, 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 so the way it works too is he was carrying a firearm on his private jet and, in December? Yes, and he was oh. uh, caught with it. Again, I don't know what kind of security people get on a private jet, but clearly those guys were just assholes because it's his private jet. You know what I mean? Like, he's not shooting up his own private jet. Like, yeah, well, give me your money. All right, let's wait two more hours in my jet. <laughs> and then you can tell everyone, like, it doesn't make any sense. 
but uh so yeah they landed i guess the uh whatever tsa got him and he has previous felony charges for again drug possession and weapon charges and so he's legally not allowed to carry a firearm period and he took it technically into international air and then across state lines so it was like a triple whammy of he broke his previous arrest uh whatever the word i'm looking for is sanctions and then he broke two more federal laws already about bringing firearms across state lines etc and on a flight and all is forgiven yeah and then so it's like okay yeah good. you're good yeah. you're good <laughs> and i mean i love how these were like the only two rappers <laughs> he didn't worry about any of anyone else you know like go through greedo or something you know just like some yeah yeah someone who's like actually topically together. like is there any his, is there any history with one? trump and kodak black or was that one just kind of was that just know. totally random Pick one for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's that one. Yeah, it's that one. He has Baron. His cabinet was like, like I think six nine's pretty popular, and he was like, No, 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 no. Baron told me six nine canceled. <laughs> He's out. He's out. All right. Okay. Uh, now to the real news. Movie and TV news. Uh, we have word that Ethan Hawke is to play the antagonist in Marvel's Moon Knight series for Disney Plus. Uh, I think a few weeks ago we said Oscar Isaac was confirmed for that role, and Ethan eh. Hawke. Ethan I like Hawk. Oscar Isaac. Okay, <laughs> getting Ethan Hawke. Uh, no, I'm confirmed for Moon Knight. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, uh, this seems to have a huge budget, and, you know, I guess that's Marvel. I shouldn't expect anything less. You think but Ethan Hawke means big budget? As a villain who's probably going to, like, die in the first season? Yeah. Like, that's pretty huge. I mean, I don't see a villain, I don't, know, or I don't see Ethan Hawke committing to multiple seasons as a villain of a show. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking. It's not how Marvel TV works. I was thinking the other day. This is kind of on topic, but off topic. With with Netflix canceling the Marvel shows, was that in preparation for Disney Plus to come out? And that uh, is unconfirmed, but probably. So there's like <laughs> hope that those shows could come back through Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin Feige has said that he's not opposed to like revisiting the Defenders. Uh, whether that means, you know, the characters or those actual interpretations, uh, he doesn't specify, but there's and Charlie Cox mm. is apparently being Daredevil in the new Spider-Man, so they might, you know, play around with that. Daredevil's the, the only one thing. I really care about. I hope they bring Daredevil back. Yeah. Daredevil and Punisher were the only oh, two. Oh, Punisher, but... yeah, Punisher as well. Yeah. But... Uh, cool. Yeah. The other three, Iron Fist, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh... Kevin Smith has said in an interview that HBO Max is looking to reboot Batman the Animated Series, which is very relevant to me because I don't want this. <laughs> I, I don't want this, guys. Like, I just, DC Animation has been so subpar in the last 10 years, since, Wait, I don't know, 2011. We talked about it on one of the first episodes, but the uh, R-rated animation... You hate Which that, one? too? The Suicide Squad? No, that was, like, all right. That one was the Suicide Squad, uh, Road to Redemption, or something. Payback. I mean, it, it's a, it's most Suicide Squad people. It's, like, Joker, Harley Quinn, uh, fucking... Who's another Suicide Squad? Yeah, or I can't Destra even think of. or yeah. Deadshot. Not, yeah, Deadshot, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that movie was, like, pretty all right, especially with the cool twist at the end. But, um, I don't know. Uh, like, Killing Joke adaptation was garbage. They tried to do the Red Sun, I think. 
Uh, Dark Knight Returns wasn't amazing. I mean, it's good, but not the best. I don't know. Ever since Flashpoint, they've kind of just gone downhill. And whatever. As long as Bruce Tim, the original creator, is behind it, I guess I'll watch it, of course. But And speaking of HBO, uh, High Maintenance will be ending with Season 4. Uh, season 3, I think, aired this year. So I assume they're going to be filming this final season. I wasn't a huge fan of the show. I don't know what High is. It's an HBO show about a weed dealer. In Brooklyn. Interesting. Yeah. Who, um, who stars in it? Anybody notable or yeah. people from high No one I know. Yeah, no one I know. Yeah. Uh, Max Jenkins I, looks kind of familiar. Jenkins? I've watched it. It seems all right, uh, but it seems pretty popular. And also, HBO cancellations. Insecure will be ending with season five. Uh, really? Yep. Uh, it's not so much a cancellation, it's literally just ending with season five. Because I was about to ask, have you seen Insecure? Because I think that show is really good. Well, it's ending with the fifth season. I really got to fucking step on my HBO game. Mm. It, they I mean, really hit or miss. So if you watch too much, you're well. going to not like it. But I yeah. mean, it's just like I've, I've only seen Game of Thrones. I haven't even seen like Chernobyl. Or Leftovers, Lane. Leftovers. Leftovers. You, you, Dude, you know and Tristan have been recommending that for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch Leftovers. I still haven't. But... Uh, well, John, Sopranos. You love it. The Sopranos. Sopranos. That, yeah, it's another one that. I didn't. You know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll die on this hill. I didn't care for it. Like, I didn't get it. There were my, just my stepmom might have been the biggest Sopranos fan while it was still live. So I've just seen a couple episodes, like here and there, as they've watched them as they've come out. But it had such a long run, and it was like when TV was still TV and not streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So and I it, feel it, like it, it got away with a lot more because it was HBO in the era of TV as opposed to HBO in the era of streaming. It totally you know I mean? was defining that HBO show, you know, that right, uh, I mean, it was, atmosphere. It was, yeah. it was tits on TV, but it wasn't porn. It was right. horrible, like, language and gore, but not, like, saying cunt every other sentence or something. Like, it was just – it was before its time for sure, and now yeah. it just oh, seems yeah. a little bit like – Oh, what was an example we had? Yeah, yeah. It was like, you can tell it's the first, but that doesn't Die mean it's hard the best. For like action yeah. movies. Yeah. 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 Citizen Kane, Kane yeah. exactly. That's the one I was really trying to get to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I watched it. It's fine. It's like The Wire. I watched the first three seasons, and I just couldn't. I don't know, man. Uh, Deadwood's the same way. Like, it's really well written and all, but it's not modern TV in the way I know it. So it just comes off as boring sometimes. Okay, uh, this one was a fun piece of news. I actually no, saw this Friday. <laughs> Paramount announces a movie called Assisted Living. It will star Cardi B as a small-time crook who disguises herself as an old woman and hides in a retirement home. See, they told Kevin Hart, do you want to be the new Medea? And he said no, so they got Cardi B. Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> um... I think this will be Cardi B's first starring feature. Um, you know, I. It's going to sell tickets because it's Cardi B, and it's yeah. going to be terrible. It's there's going to be to worse than whatever the worst Medea was. The best Medea was uh, Medea Goes to Jail. In case that's you're what we need to do the next. If you ever want to watch, if you ever want to watch the best <laughs> Medea movie, it's For the Medea next Goes eight to weeks. Jail. Next I haven't eight seen weeks, we'll do Medea movies. 
I couldn't be myself to watch there's it. There's a there's a great line where her she's in prison, obviously, and uh, oh, she goes to jail. She, yeah, she's talking to her uh, cellmate, and to like gain camaraderie because again, she's like kind of like a clueless. Uh, like her shtick is that she's clueless. Uh, she bakes like commissary brownies, and the character is either black or latina i don't remember exactly but she's pretty fair-skinned she's just brown um and she's like brownies for my brownie and i said i gotta turn this shit off mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I gotta turn this shit off uh, <laughs> yep <laughs> it's just yeah, not nice. good <laughs> okay well hopefully assisted living has a, some better jokes than that one i bet um, they're all, all just old people jokes or just like it's not even funny it's like they just like hit like weird stereotypes that just like make me cringe like every um, stereotype mm. they have one asian character who just says the most random racist asian shit you could imagine what are you talking about soul plane is amazing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah these are never good movies uh we i didn't know this i don't know if this is news i just saw an article or an interview with uh, john cho we're getting a searching two a sequel to the movie Searching. That movie was, was surprisingly okay. Yeah, uh, it was a micro-budget movie uh, thriller, Based, I think. Yeah, like on like Facebook stalking uh, murder or kidnapping. Yeah, uh, went on to make a shit ton of money off no budget. And I, I'm not surprised that we're getting a Searching 2. I just don't remember this being announced at all or why was gonna... it's taking so long. Yeah, I guess you said you were reading an interview with john chu and i went what's he been in and then i was like oh yeah searching yeah is that his last film he's been in uh he's gonna be in netflix's uh cowboy bebop he's playing spike but is searching really his last movie he was in i mean that's the last movie i can tell you star wars star trek beyond i don't know if that was before or after he was in a grudge remake last year classic classic (laughs) john chu Sam Raimi produced a Judge remake? Grudge, Grudge remake, remake last year? Uh, well, yeah. didn't he produce the first one? So, that makes sense. It's just weird. <laughs> Sam Raimi needs a paycheck too, John. <laughs> okay, he can't keep directing Marvel movies and Doctor Strange, you know? Same, same, same. <laughs> uh, and he was also in a Netflix animated movie, uh, Over the Moon. I've heard that was good, where it's the two siblings those okay um okay we are getting a willy wonka prequel and uh apparently tom holland or timothy chalamet are the top picks for young wonka timothy chalamet if it's why tom holland (laughs) no thank you i would rather you do a reboot than a prequel like this they already did the reboot and everyone hated it I you know what do it again do it yeah. again dog you know take a <laughs> chance fuck I don't a want prequel? two reboots like yeah because they realize they can't top the OG and this is one of the rare like, circumstances like you're not gonna remake the Godfather gonna be the same thing but is there like any... no because the prequel gets to have a new story yeah so is the prequel is there like canon for the prequel or is it like they're just not gonna real fucking canon. so yeah I was gonna say the Ronald up. is it Ronald Dahl that's the author yeah, yeah. yeah there's Dahl. um. There's Willy Wonka, or it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's the glass, the elevator. glass elevator, yeah. And the glass elevator it's begins. It's so fucking weird, dude. It's good. It's good. 
but it is weird. Uh, but yeah. it gives a little bit more exposition, like, into the life of Willy Wonka, which you kind of get, like, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I believe, like, when Grandpa Joe and, yeah. Yeah, and him are, like, in his office and stuff, and right before they, like, drink the soda and shit, like, and shit goes bad. Um, but no, there's not, like, a defined here's Willy Wonka's life kind of thing. It's like, a, here's some rough excerpts of these little pieces of his life so i just can't wait to figure out what kind of bullshit they add to have a conflict in the plot like oh, i mean it's gonna be him I, getting a bunch of his money right like I, I don't know like oh how's he gonna open his chocolate shop or something <laughs> and there's gonna be some guy who's in his way who actually doesn't I think, like him or something i think charlie in the chocolate factory the movie set this up where his dad's the dentist right and that's yeah. why he's like mm. oh anti-authority yeah, yeah. i'm a candy addict and i'm gonna disobey yeah. your orders of having so, good mental health <laughs> i don't know i just can't see this turning into something good i'll probably watch it because that sounds awful <laughs> um i don't know if timothy yeah, chalamet well, does i mean timothy chalamet is a really good actor tom holland is fine he was a good spider-man but that i don't know that that makes him a good actor i mean he's been an actor Minute. I don't know any other movies he's done besides Spider-Man. He was a kid actor. He was in that one movie with uh, um, Ewan McGregor, I think. Uh, the Flood. Uh, shit. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot the like that. Something. The Impossible? The, yes, that's it. That's it. Is that about um, the Taiwan hurricane or whatever? I, Thailand. I Thailand hurricane. I, I, That's what it like, is. Like, I know, I just knew Tom Holland from the trailer as a kid. <laughs> I never saw the actual movie. Hmm. Or is it a monsoon? Um, I forget what the technical terms are, but it's like a tsunami, maybe, but big water storm from the sea comes and fucks their life up. Okay. Uh, yeah, Lainus, that movie's like trash, you... and his kid acting, who cares? Well, I mean, He's an I'm adult. just saying, like, you know. Uh, you gotta hone your like you don't go, oh, that kid from Home Alone. Oh, the kid who played Anakin as a kid. That's okay. Cool. If Macaulay doing Culkin, a lot. okay, if Macaulay Culkin or Jake Lloyd continued their career, you would say that. But they didn't, <laughs> so you don't know that. Right, but Tom Holland. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jurassic World Three will be the uh, cap off. Sorry, will top off the main franchise. Yeah, we'll give it uh, sloppy toppy. We got it. Yeah will finish the plot line that it's established i i don't remember what dominion was about i didn't I watch any one. of the worlds mm -hmm. oh okay well the first one's pretty mediocre uh and the second one i don't remember so it must have been really that good, good. Yeah. <laughs> really good uh well yeah this one will finish off the whole series i bet all six movies have been establishing uh lane you might care for this I Peaky Blinders will end exactly with fucking will end with season 6 uh, but the creator has said he wants to continue it with other movies or media um, so originally um, yeah I'm I'm curious how this is gonna play out because he oh he, he said originally he was gonna do 7 seasons and a movie and it was gonna take you all the way up to World War 2 so with one less season, I don't know how they're gonna fit all that in, but maybe I don't know what the movie. But he, yeah, he's essentially guaranteed, um, or at least what I've seen on Reddit from his like tweets, like screenshots of his tweets, he's like, one hundred percent, we are gonna do a movie after the sixth season. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not super worried. I, you know what, I'm actually cool that it's like ending because it's like 
it's just been so yeah. good the entire time. And I never want to say that like, oh, the last season though, they could have just ended it a season early. I'm I'm cool with it ending. It's you know it's been good the entire time. Most shows, yeah, sh- shows need to learn brevity, and I'm glad this creator and or Netflix was like, hey, <laughs> we need to stop before this gets Walking Dead level, yeah, or Supernatural level. We need we need to stop, guys. <laughs> and I really appreciate that, honestly. Yeah. And with this like last bad guy, not to spoil anything, but like most of the no, bad guys. It's like one per season, and they kind of cap it off, and then they move on to the next bad guy who gets introduced. And with this guy, it's kind of left. Like, he's obviously going to return for season six. And it kind of seems like, okay, well, yeah, one bad guy gets two seasons. He's kind of like the real, should be like the last one. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, the Night King should have had eight seasons, but he kind of got cut short too. Mm. (laughs) No, I just shows need to know and then. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're getting a TV series based on the board game Risk. Shut up. From, Go on. Uh, next, next, next piece of news. Nope, I don't from care. Bo Willimon. I don't know if that's how you say his name. He's the creator of House of Cards. Um, Hasbro has been looking to license out all their things and all their properties for the last 10 years now, so I'm not exactly surprised. But I'm really curious if this is going to go the meta route of, oh, people playing a Risk game or Risk the it's show. Like in the yeah, universe. Are they going to Jumanji it? Yeah, or is it Risk you? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe they could just do a worldwide conflict, but... Will be better. I, I don't know like, how you tie it in. They should, they should Monsters, Inc. it, where it's the universe of all the pieces... And then they teleport to the universe of their board games to play out their roles for humans. Toy Story oh. style? <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Okay. okay. Um, or it's literally just a six-hour movie, and it's two guys playing Risk. That'd be two, awesome. Two or three people playing Risk. Yeah. <laughs> just straight to YouTube. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this isn't exactly relevant. I was just... I want to get your guys' thoughts. Okay, so the new Battlestar Galactica reboot is coming out this year. And I was reading an interview. Whatever. I was reading an interview (laughs) with the creator. And to sum it up, he basically says they're going to release episodes whenever they fucking feel like. Um, He said, depending on whether it's a story arc that takes place over two or three episodes, or, or maybe a battle scene that takes place over an episode or two. And he said even the length of episodes could be 20 minutes to an hour. And that's some balls. I don't know, man. I kind of I respect like it. I respect it. I don't like it, but I respect the What how is it it's being very released? weird. How's it being released? Okay, this is his exact quote. All right, we may dump 3 episodes in a row because it's a 3 episode long battle sequence that needs to be dropped in a row even though they're three signifying chapters. There may be a 20-minute episode that's the backstory of one of the characters that gets dropped right after that. So, sorry. I mean, is it stream or oh, is it TV? Uh, I think it's Paramount+. Plus. Got you, got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's Viacom property. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I just don't I don't know understand. how it's going to work for them because I don't, I don't think that that streaming platform is going to do anything. You know, Here's I, my th- how am I supposed to keep up with the show? <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool with it if if they want to do like, if I know like even if it's like every two weeks you get an episode, 
or like whatever they want to drop that you know bi-weekly drop right. it's like you know I, on thursday i'm gonna get something i'm cool with that if it's you know three episodes and then like two weeks from now you're gonna get like just a 20 minute thing to you know sh- like re or like the introduction into the battle or whatever i'm cool with that but like the we're gonna drop it whenever the fuck we feel like it i'm like eh, that's where i'm like because i love binging things and i'm even okay right. with like with the boys this season two you know i was okay for a little bit like watching every week and i'm okay with doing that with a show but like if if the creator is like we'll drop it when we feel like it i'm like i can't invest in this because right. i just if, there, yeah, if there's no set schedule it's just a little yeah just set a yeah. schedule and then i don't care what the ink i don't know i don't care how long the episodes are i don't care what how much there is just tell me like what to expect like when i guess i guess my biggest thing is why <laughs> i mean is yeah like this, how does it how does it affect is this strategy story? going to make viewership go up presumably you know if if netflix releases a whole series at once i would assume or does it you know weekly i would assume the viewership defers on those two uh paths but when it's just oh here's three episodes and then maybe in two weeks here's an episode and then maybe in a week here's four episodes i don't know i really yeah, it's, don't it's poor taste i i guess it's just so they can make sure the fan service is right like they can do some last minute editing with the extra footage that's right. yeah that's mm-hmm. true too. but like and it is Battlestar galactic right so it's a lot like star trek or star wars like there's a fixed number of people gonna watch anything with that title on it yeah i just yeah. don't know why they wouldn't want to try to expand the audience and are, and here's the thing are those people who i would assume are older generations are they gonna even understand what's going on <laughs> i mean if i'm an right. old Battlestar yeah, Galactica the actual fan, i get yeah. paramount plus and i get three episodes one week and then an episode the next week yeah and I, there's no episode yeah. for two weeks <laughs> yeah, and now you're at episode six on week six and you're like why didn't you just drop these weekly hmm. yeah like who, who who's this for or yeah. is this just to change it up? This oh, we're different. I mean, that's what it sort of comes across as. But I, you know, I guess we'll see. I sure. guess we'll see. <laughs> and the last... that's interesting. I, I will say kudos to them. As whatever happens, this is the first time I've ever heard anything like that. So yeah, hey, I mean, More hey, power and show. you know what? This interview, I guess, could provide hype because people are like, oh, how's that gonna work? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when am I gonna get a Paramount Plus? A free trial for a month to watch it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They release it like right when episode 9 comes out so that you don't know if you're going to get episode 10. (laughs) (laughs) They wait a month for the last episode. (laughs) Okay, uh, last two pieces of news are announcements of new FX shows. One being a show called Pistols, which will be based uh, upon the Sex Pistols uh, band. And it will be produced by Danny Boyle, famed director. Uh, it is based off a biographical novel from Steve Jones, who is the guitarist of Sex Pistols. I don't know much about Sex Pistols, but I'll watch the next show. There's a couple Guitar Hero songs, right, that are pretty good, but I couldn't tell you the names. There's one on Guitar Hero I mean, 3, no, but I can't remember what it is. And hey, Danny Boyle usually, I mean, pretty often does well with producing and directing things um and fx is pretty good about it so i'll definitely watch it whether or not this backdrop or this topic is interesting to me is another thing 
But yeah, that comes out next year, 2022. We are getting another FX show called The Sparrow. And it is apparently based on a novel of the same name. And it sounds really cool. Apparently it's about our first contact with aliens. And apparently the Vatican gets involved and has to prove God's real by going to the alien planet. <laughs> and that just sounds crazy. Yeah. You know what's hilarious about that concept that I've just really fallen in love with? If aliens come, you know that it's the religious who are going to be like so we need to elect like a world leader and they're going to be the most powerful and wealthy singular group that has the most membership no country is going to have either more wealth or money than like the catholic church for example yeah <laughs> that's insane the pope's gonna be our world so, leader yeah. guys yeah so it would be it would be the pope who's like yeah send our astronauts up and greet uh god's other children and yep. <laughs> you know just tell, god's reach. Tell, right tell us what history yeah, that's actually a really interesting concept because it's scarily accurate in a way i didn't realize was possible sean just gave me some <laughs> unwanted anxiety <laughs> who never thought about that one what the vatican's gonna control us once aliens oh, come yeah. down <laughs> Dude, I don't like that. no premarital sex gays will be <laughs> ruined like there's gonna be so much wrong with earth more so than normal okay uh that was the last piece of news it was a little slow this week so. a little slow cool um yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> it happens it's well okay. we also didn't derail the conversation like 18 yeah, times i think it was like did. five yeah. you know um i'll start off with what i did this week um this is, I Selfish. just remember, yeah, I just, you know what, you're right. Actually, I always start, <laughs> let's go with John first. All right. Uh, I was capping, but I appreciate the no, opportunity okay. to lead the conversation here. Thank you for having me speak here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored. So I listened to a bunch of stuff, actually. I finally got through a lot of those uh, albums I said I was going to listen to. So I'll start from the top. Um, Code of the Friend, um, we talked about last episode yeah. i believe um he just came out with lyrics to go volume two uh which i believe was a follow-up to a 2020 project of the volume one might have been yeah 2020 um and he released a lot of music in the last year three full albums of like 12 songs or more um that just sounds like a lot you know it's a lot i didn't listen to all of them obviously i just listened to lyrics to go volume two but it's all pretty good uh, i didn't really have any complaints anyway through it was I don't know if I would recommend it particularly, but if you do like that Chicago sound of Chance, No Name, Saba, um, Taylor Bennett, like that sound space. Yeah. But just the not popular, Vic Mensa, the not popular versions, like their Save Money crew, like any of those people, like uh, you're going to like Code of the Friend. Um, outside of that, obviously I listened to Ripe, but that doesn't count here. Um, I listened to that Amari, The Angel You Don't Know album. Oh, um, yeah. Really good. Uh, right? Trippy as hell. Weird. But were, in all the right ways. Yeah, it was super good. A lot of it was kind of dance house kind of beats that I sometimes liked, but the ones that weren't, I really enjoyed. Like Hell's Angel and uh, yeah, Hell's Angel. Yeah, Hell's Angel was probably peak, but I actually yeah. really, really liked... Um, Oh, uh, sad girls love money. I I don't know. That one was really good too. Yeah. Um, I also listened to that Austin Yo mini album. Yeah. 
Uh, pretty good, not great, but pretty good. I thought there were three songs that are great, and the other yeah. four or five are like... good enough. I was very interested, and I was happy listening to it, so it was not yeah. a waste of time. I listened to three Kara Kara songs off the Better EP, uh, Better New Chemical Hades and Learn Your Love. Hated all of them. Didn't care for them. Uh, it, they weren't bad. I didn't hate them, but I just really don't think I like that music anymore. So I was like having a hard time staying invested, and I like it was a thing which I'll probably talk about with the album that we're reviewing this week. But it's like a phenomenon where, um. I would have to be bothered to care more to figure out why I don't like it. And, like, that's not worth the time invested. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, it's not very good. I will, I will say with that band, I acknowledge that they have, like, a – I don't know if it's an audio tree live. It's one of those, like, they stopped in somewhere on a tour, did, like, a live session of a couple of songs, and mm -hmm. it's not good. Like, live, they're not good. I – like the band i mean i like those three songs on the ep um i wouldn't in, I, I would go see them live to support them and i like the band because i know not personally i know two of the guys in the band you know they're from square peg i've you know i've met them we've you know right you've followed them and like um yeah so i know two of those guys and i like to support what they do so that's kind of, it's kind of more like i listen to that band to support those guys rather than they're just putting out really good music but I totally respect that. Uh, yeah, that that is especially and not for anyone or for everybody. But. Is there is there live music just because it's kind of pretty intricate stuff that's difficult to reproduce live, or no. they're just, they just it just doesn't sound very good. It's just like I and maybe like that's specific like overproduced stuff. No, no, not even that. I think it's literally like I don't know. Maybe the singer had like a bad day. Oh, maybe he was yeah. sick, but like it's like with that specific um session that he was like just off pitch a lot um it, just like certain sounds that like it sounded good on the recording or on like the you know the track but then when they're doing it live like they just yeah it was kind of like missed opportunities like some things like that and i'm like i don't know if that's like every live session that they're gonna do um, right but i've seen enough live bands and bars to know that that's probably what they would just sound like anyways but so they're bad. Well, yeah, so, so yeah, so that was fine. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but maybe if I knew that you were into into this kind of music, but the only kind of person that that would immediately come to mind is Lane, who told me about it. So, sorry, anyone who, uh, who likes Lane's music, <laughs> I won't be hitting you up about this one. Uh, and then there's Toby, uh, The Elements Volume 1. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's fine, again. Yeah? It, it, yeah, I mean... It was listenable. It was like Kara Kara, but for rap. I was just, I wasn't sold. It was, again, a lot like Deontay Hitchcock. It was in my recommended after I listened to this album, and I was like, eh, I'd rather listen to Deontay Hitchcock kind really? of thing. I was like, yeah. Okay. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I, like, again, I didn't take notes on these because I was listening to them in the car. So now in hindsight, I'm like, I don't remember anything in particular that was good, but I definitely like didn't do my normal thing of like which songs did I like. Like I didn't like any of these songs, so I knew that it was fine, but I didn't have any standouts or anything. Um, and finally, I did the Seafood Sam uh, Dior Valor. Um, yeah. And that one was really interesting to me. <laughs> okay, you know what? Okay, all right. All right. So it wasn't Kinda better in any way. Oh, okay. But uh, it did go places. 
So well, so he's from Northside Long Beach, right? Which Vince Staples has like made super popular uh, from California, and he also has a song titled um, "North" in some respect. Not quite North North, but um, Clint Northwood. Yeah, that's um, a good one. No, I really like that one. Yeah, and it's a good song. But my my yeah. thing about Seafood Sam is the album, especially if you listen to it like in appropriate chronological order, not on shuffle, is. It's random in a very weird way for hip hop. It doesn't feel like there's like a solid sonic choice. Mm-hmm. And so he just does so much in every song that you're like, what is going on in this album? Like, it was so strange. But what really sucks is that I tried listening to his projects that he's released like this year and last year, or 2020 and 2019, and his sound is too concentrated. <laughs> really? He's got, he's got a, a project where he's trying to sound retro and just doesn't come off as yeah there was a, there was like a straight up 90s beat just like boom yeah. bap classic production like it sounded like dr dre or someone well there's a whole it, album like, of just that and it's not great and i was like i was like what is this doing on this project like you literally went from trap beat to this to like late 2000s like flow rider shit and i was like this is just <laughs> this is so all over the place and like for an area that has like a pretty distinct sound like it's really interesting that he's just all over the place but it was, it was question seafood sam yeah it was good and he also rap name pretty fucking good rap that's name. a great rap name. yeah it's no, so random amazing. and it doesn't fit how he looks at all but i love it <laughs> okay um fucking i think that's all i listened to for the most part but i finally did catch up on i think everything i said i wanted to listen to so that's good but then i watched a bunch of shit so i watched um I rewatched yesterday the movie about uh, oh, the, the Indian Beatles. guy in England, yeah, who does the Beatles music. Um, and I'll l- let the record show in case anyone rewatches this after me saying this. I did steal the line because I thought it was a very apt way to describe something I don't care about. Because um, what's the short blonde-haired name from uh, SNL who does uh, the uh, Kate McKinnon? Yes, Kristen Kate McKinnon. Berg. No, it's uh, it's Kate McKinnon. He does. She did the uh, what's the guy from she Louisiana, the, the lawyer, hands. attorney general dude, who was like attorney general for like the first year of Trump's admin. Anyone? No. Who? Right, doesn't matter. She she's popular. It doesn't matter. Kate oh, McKinnon. she's one of the uh, Rudy Rudy Giuliani. Is no, because oh, okay. Rudy Giuliani is like Trump's personal lawyer. But oh, okay. It doesn't I matter. Anything about that. Thank you. Um. She is, like, Ed Sheeran's manager and becomes this dude's manager. And she's like, yeah, uh, this music, this song that you have, I didn't hate it. But I didn't like it so much that I couldn't care to figure out why I didn't hate it. (laughs) She's like, just skip this. It's bad. Isn't that a Danny Boyle movie? Is it? I want to say he's involved with that, uh, if I recall correctly. Yesterday movie, Danny Boyle produced yeah, and directed. Yeah, nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I really like that movie. It's a good movie. Um, I watched the Chris Rock re-edit stand-up thing on Netflix. Um, it's like a 2018 special that they re-released for 2021, this year, Why? this month. I don't know. It's like extended footage, and there's like. I think I watched it, that one. The one that was uh, directed by what's his face. Maybe. It's directed <laughs> it, by a. Uh... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, a, a director, a director directs it. Um, it's pretty funny. Not the greatest thing, but 
I haven't seen Chris Rock in anything or do stand up in so long that it was like a nice refresher. Um, and then I watched the Anthony Jeselnik one I that I never finished. Bo Burnham. The Fire in the Maternity Ward. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Good. No, by the way, segue. Have you watched the um, Anthony Jeselnik yet? specials? No. I don't oh watch stand-up. I don't care for stand-up. He, like, he has watched it before because he like recommended you literally it have years watched ago. it, dude. No, man. Six I years ago, he recommended stand-up it. stand-up at all to anyone ever, really, other than Tom Segura. Will you please watch just Thoughts and Prayers? You don't have to watch the second one if you don't want to, but Anthony, just on the yeah, Thoughts and Prayers. Bo, Bo Burnham directed that. Really? That's interesting. The Chris Rock. The Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, so now they they basically just edited in like two interviews and embedded it into the thing and added a little extra. So instead of it being like a typical hour-long special, it was an hour and a half. It was fine. Oh, it was pretty yeah, funny. I, I laughed. It was fun when I watched them in 2018. Um, what else did I watch? So I watched the two new episodes of This Is Us that came out this year. Um, so good. I cried like a baby back bitch both episodes. Oh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I just... So I so mean, I, I've never watched any of that show, but it's just crazy I'm to me that to it's just crazy to me that and John's not John's not the only one that I know that has said that about that show where it's like, oh, man, I just cried again at this episode. It's like, how can they just it's, deliver it's so much really, emotional content every week that you're just it's crying? really strong writing. And what I figured out is that it's like they expend themselves. So they have like three episodes that are so drama packed. You're like exhausted. And then they have like filler episodes where you just get so much character exposition that you're interested. And then they hit you with the drama the next three, and you're like, oh my god. And then exposition, so you stay focused and interested, and then they keep doing that cycle. And the writing's so good that you just stay hooked, and you want to know what happens in their story. And what they do is they keep introducing new characters along with the old ones. So you always get a little bit of characters that you like, and then you slowly get hooked on new characters. Um, it's pretty great. It's awesome. It's like one One Piece. That's how One Piece goes on forever. It's like you can go on these little side story tangents and you can just stay on them forever without quite as much drama, obviously, because it's a child's cartoon. I just know Sterling K. Brown's in it and I might watch it just because he's pretty awesome. I don't even know who that is. Oh, so, yes. He's, he's, on, he's, he's, he's on the OJ show. He he's plays, the uh, best part. Trend the best part of that show for me well you should watch oj because he's in that oj versus the people yeah i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say but let's just say <laughs> the last episode was really good. uh so what else did i watch i watched something else but i've been going on for so long and it's not that worth it to keep going on so you mad yeah. on next week if you don't watch anything there you go i'm gonna watch something <laughs> i mean all right, let's go to Noah. I'll go last this week. Don't worry, I'll, yeah, I'll make sure I interrupt. I'll make sure I interrupt someone if yeah. I remember. So, okay. Uh, I think I said I started <laughs> watching the new Pope, the second season to the Young Pope last mm-hmm. week. Um, I finished it. <gasps> oh, I do remember. <laughs> I get fucked. <laughs> I rewatched Lady Bird. Uh, okay. Excellent movie. Okay. Period. The end. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> So, the last episode is really amazing, but it's just not worth your fucking time. I'm just going to say that. Just watch The Young Pope, and then just don't worry about the second season. It's, it's not worth it. It's so boring. I found myself trying to watch it, and <laughs> uh, TV shows never good when you try to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
just suffering through it. Uh, then I watched a couple movies. I watched Wonder Woman 84, which is very bland. It's so bland. I thought the first one was bland, but at least it did what it wanted to do. This is even more so and does even less. So, um, there's nothing to it. It has all the cliches. It uses, you know how some movies like to do a holiday plot, like Iron Man 3 had a Christmas plot? Well, this did two holidays in one movie. Okay. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm intrigued. Fourth um, of July and Christmas in one movie. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and how they explain Steve Trevor coming back is hilarious. It's so he, I just, her lover gets resurrected into another dude's body. Uh... And so she looks at him and he convinces her that he's Steve Trevor. And so the camera pans and does a 360 and she's like, oh, of course it's you. And then it's boom, it's Chris Pine instead of the guy. And it's the funniest fucking thing <laughs> because she's just hallucinating Chris Pine the whole time or that's so her weird. brain just filters it that's out that's just so weird it's one of the worst things to happen um i will yeah, I can't say, say i'm impressed by this description it's not good it's not good uh i will say pedro pascal does amazing uh he's the villain as maxwell lord he's mm -hmm. great but that's not really surprising he's the only thing that saves this movie though you don't have to watch it okay. uh, i also tried to watch this is rare for me because i feel like i try to finish everything but i tried to watch godzilla king of the monsters and i couldn't finish it man i started it last night i watched an hour and of it, hour of it uh-uh uh-uh really it hits every cliche in the book there's that whole oh uh dad trying to reconnect with his kid during uh you know doomsday event or whatever classic like you know 2012 with yeah. john cusack yeah That's yeah exactly yeah, what i yeah. thought of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well yeah it uses that uh it's just not anything and i love godzilla 2014 absolutely love that movie because it did exactly what i wanted to give me a good human story and then gave me some godzilla climax like great that's what i wanted this movie does none of that it gives you this really wooden robot family who doesn't I, they don't act like a family none of the writing is endearing at all um i just couldn't get attached to any of the characters i don't know bad just bad cgi is good <laughs> so i'll say that you want some monsters i also watched a two-part anime movie series called goku midnight eye uh, it's this old 80s anime. It's pretty badass. Guy wears a suit jacket. I just want to describe this man to you, the main character. He wears a cool-ass suit jacket, like blazer. Then he wears a tie with no shirt. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and then, yeah. to make it even more of a power move, he has wristbands. <laughs> and, like, his sleeves rolled up so that like you sweatbands? always see... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're playing basketball in 2002 this man, has, this man has sweatbands and a shirtless tie going on um even a leather jacket 
Yes, and he drives a white Corvette, so he's obviously the coolest character in anything ever. And what's this called? It's called Goku's uh, Midnight Eye. It's this old anime. It's eighties. It's pretty dark, uh, dystopian. Um, it's it's really the second one's pretty good. I wouldn't recommend it over a lot of anime. You would have to be this in the right awesome. mood. This guy's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to, you know, if you came to me and said, oh, what's an anime movie I need to watch, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you said, oh, what's a gritty 80s anime movie I need to watch, yeah, that's probably it. What's, what's, so what's, what's his thing? Does he, like, punch shit? He has, he, like, he has, he has just... a midnight eye. He has a cyber eye uh, that can connect to any computer terminal in the world. And then Is this you watch very both sex movies. heavy? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a stripper. Okay, there's a <laughs> there's I, a plot like I just point. went to I went to images to see what the dude looked like, and almost every other one is like some stripper fanfic shit. Oh well, there's a stripper in the first one that's literally half motorcycle. Like yeah, she has, she's got she handles has coming hand out of her neck, of her shoulders. Yeah, yeah and a seat yeah. on her back, and a uh, uh, armored uh, little person rides her at the end. Um... <laughs> It's okay. it's some a golden yeah. little person. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and she's topless. Fun. Nice. Yeah, this is an interesting. There are boobies anime. everywhere. There are boobies everywhere. The <laughs> second one, <laughs> second one's definitely better than the first. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I watched. But I listened to uh, this artist. Uh, she's called Saint Panther, which is an awesome name. Good name all around. Uh, badass. But it's very. I don't know what to call I this got more genre, music. John. God damn it, John! I don't know Saint what to Panther. call this genre. I got you. Hold on. Like, Saint can Panther. you? What? Like, what's the genre of Austin Yo? Like, what is that? Like indie pop meets R and B meets rap. Okay, well, that's actually probably more Saint Panther than it is Austin Yo. Honestly, uh, she is very indie pop meets r&b rap uh her ep that came out in 2020 called these days uh definitely has some great songs kind of has a couple songs that are kind of macy gray sounding which is always welcome and i would definitely recommend she has a song from a few years ago called playa and i had to play that on repeat for a day or two so and i think that's all i did this week Pop us off, Wayne. I will, wait, but wait, John. Let me interrupt you, one more time. Yeah, because yeah, I said I did remember one more piece of music. Um, and so. it's actually been my most listened to things from this week. Um, so I, a while back, I found an artist. Her name is Chelsea Cutler. Mm, she yes. She makes very, yes. very oh. basic indie pop singer songwritery stuff. Um, but I really, really, really like her a lot. She's got. Almost every song I, she has, I like. At least the sound of, maybe not like love or listen to on repeat. Um, but she just released a new song um, with this dude named uh, Jeremy Zucker. Mm-hmm. And I had not heard of him, so I went and listened to some of his old stuff. Um, and I just fell in love. It's really, really good indie pop slash like... Uh, like electro pop, I guess, is the best way to describe it. But um, Finding genres in 2021. He's got... Well, it's not new genres, it's just new artists. But he's got uh, two songs that are just, like, so, so good for me. I don't know. Like, I literally could not stop listening to them. Um, one's called All the Kids Are Depressed, which, go figure. And the other one's called uh, Supercuts. Um, 
Supercuts I just really liked because it was very topical for me. As a, there's a line where it's like basically about who's this, a, who's this person? Jeremy Zucker. So then I did a deep dive too into his background, and apparently he was Zucker. a biology major or like molecular biology or something in college and then graduated and decided he was just gonna do music full time and then blew up off his soundcloud in like a year um so basically living my dream um <laughs> and then uh but his song supercuts uh there's a line where it's like it's, it's a whole song about a breakup basically and the supercuts is like the actual haircut place and he's talking about seeing oh, his supercuts. seeing his ex's mom at the mall um and just a bunch of dumb shit, but that literally happened to me like two weeks ago, and I was like, "Gross!" And this is just very topical, but it? also a really good song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about it? Uh, no, I want to. Audience are here for you. <laughs> yeah, I really, really like Chelsea Cutler. Um, one of my old roommates introduced me to her, um, and we started listening to it's the 2017 EP "Snow in October." That's what we were listening mm-hmm. to um yeah her song your shirt is like that is in my playlist that i listen to every day um really good and then i yeah i found jeremy zucker when i they had a song in 2018 together better off stay next to me oh better off yeah yeah, i like better off a lot and so that's how i got into jeremy zucker um yeah i'd love chelsea cutler good shit um well with that i will do what i did this week um what did i watch this i added this I just to say i did take notes actually this week um because i did a little more than what i normally do but i added this last one because i just thought of it like while we were watching i was on youtube one night when i was laying in bed and i, I didn't even want to talk about this for like more than like 30 seconds but um i got recommended like a harmony corinne like set of interviews he did on david letterman and he got banned off Letterman. The gumbo guy? Yeah, the gumbo yeah. guy. And it's like, <laughs> and it's just like Green him. Breakers guy, thank yeah, you. It's like him, it's like him, like VHS recordings of him from the 90s. Like, he, he went on David Letterman once after Kids, once after uh, Gummo, and then I think he was there a third time to promote a book he wrote. But, dude, he's just so fucking weird. You could tell that he was definitely, like, high. He's just, like, super jittery. Like, David Letterman's like... He at one at one point he was like, um, "I'm just gonna tell you, go back to your hotel room, don't go anywhere else." <laughs> and then yeah, he got banned. Like he was supposed to come back a fourth time and got banned. Um, but uh, yeah, that was super weird. I watched like a 20 minute video of this guy doing interviews, and it's just as weird as I thought he would be. Other than that, um, so I watched. Have you guys? I don't know if you guys have heard of the show Norseman on netflix to netflix original about the comedy the comedy viking show i feel like i've scrolled through it i would recommend um so i it's called norseman um did you not already recommend this i probably have so i've watched season one and two when they came out a long time ago and season three came out within the past couple of months maybe um and i have been putting it off and i finally watched it like two days ago um the show is so good because <laughs> it, it's like it. an actual norwegian show right yes yeah it is all the actors are there's only one actor that i think i've seen in anything else and i can't even think of what his name is um look look at the guy who's credited for as rufus he's like the only one i assume you're on imdb looking at it but he's the only one that i've seen in anything else 
Are you sure it's Rufus, not Ragnar? No, it's Rufus. I don't even see... Oh, here he is. He was the very last credit. What the fuck? He's a film director, actor, and poet. He's been in The Bothersome Man, Lily Hammer, The Crossing, Gone with the Woman, Home for Christmas, I Am Yours. Totally. It doesn't matter, but he's like the only one that I recognized. <clears throat> Not that I watched the show. Maybe for just recommend. Maybe you recognized him from Norseman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, no, I think it's the other. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's just like really, really dry humor. Like, so I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I definitely recommend this show like to anybody. But so <clears throat> season three is actually a prequel to the first season. And so the villain from the first two seasons is this like bald. He, he's like the Jarl. He, you know, he's like kind of the ruler of the region. And in season three, it starts with him as like this nice guy. He's got like long flowing hair that he like just keeps talking about how much he loves. But the it, <laughs> his descent into madness is when one of his friends makes a joke about he's got like a bald spot, which is just like foreshadowing him being bald in the first season. And so he, like, has, like, a tick, and he just, like, decides to burn and kill all of his, like, <laughs> closest friends because they start, like, laughing about male po like male pattern baldness and how it's, like, you know, it's totally normal for, you know, middle-aged men to have. and But it's, like, you know, said in Vikings time, they're talking about all these, like, current things. I don't know. It's, a lot of times they'll say, like sayings and i can't think of any i thought i should have wrote one down and then, and then like someone will respond with like we don't say that yet or like i don't know it's just like really like dry humor but i would recommend norseman um really really good show right, you should watch wrecked now wrecked you recommended that oh. didn't you yeah i know no sorry um, <laughs> i'll watch wrecked you watch norseman all right all right sounds good um, other than that, what else I watched? Um, there's this podcast I really like called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um, it's by these, Whoa. yeah, it's these three we brothers. We don't talk about podcasts on this. <laughs> well, so, yeah. so this will segue into a TV show. But <clears throat> uh, so it's these three guys, and they're actually from Huntington. Uh, but they've been doing this podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me for like 10 years. And, and Lane wants to kill them. No. Steal their <laughs> following. No. Um, but they have so they're the the premise of their show is it's an advice show and most most now like mostly now they kind of like get off on tangents but they just kind of let the tangents go and sometimes they don't even like get to the advice but it started with like yahoo answers people would submit yahoo questions like hey how do i blank this and then they start with some like a suggestion and then it just goes way off course and then at the end they're like uh we didn't really help you but sorry that's it back in 2017 they released a tv show based on the podcast um i like would advice tv show or like a youtube TV it was show it was straight to a... some some kind of streaming platform they actually blurt out the original streaming platform in the show when they talk about it um i found it on a shoot Apparently it was CISO. Was CISO it, was, was the original, before? and then it's NBC on NBC's CISO. And it's now on, it's now on a streaming platform Otter? called VRV. Yeah, which Otter Media does some, owns VRV. VRV does a lot of anime, and yeah, this Harman show. Quest. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I would recommend this show if you listen to like one episode of the podcast. If you think it's funny, the show is like the hardest I've laughed in a long time. Really, really, really good. It's like the premise is like they're sitting at the table, they get a question. So they, instead of just like giving the advice there, they kind of work towards like they do like research almost on how to like give the person the appropriate response but it takes them like for example like in every episode they're in the mayor's office like asking them or like asking the mayor of huntington west virginia for like permission to do some stupid like hey can we have a parade to you know advocate for tarantulas being house pets and the mayor's like you absolutely cannot have a parade in the city and then they just like do the parade anyways (laughs) in downtown huntington it's like all real shit that like happen. Um, I don't know if you like listen to an episode of the podcast. If you think it's funny, you'll probably really, really like the show. But I don't know if either of you would. But I would recommend. Um, that finishes. Sorry, I was reading the uh, chat. It's pretty funny. My cat has male pattern baldness. It's on Pornhub now. I bet. I don't know what any of that means. I think. <laughs> Those, those were, were separate. They were separate. Yeah, yeah the, they were separate, and they were a while ago. Because <laughs> um, you were talking about the bald spot. I know, I know from Norseman. And then he was talking about talking where can about you find where it the on new show. Yeah, I get it. Um, so what did I listen to? Listen to um, Death Cab for know. Cutie dropped a new EP called the Georgia EP. Um, yeah, they're yeah, still they a thing. Stop being a thing since his feature on Chance the Rapper's shittiest album. I don't want to talk about that. Um, the Georgia EP was eh. Um, there were two songs. They they did a cover of Waterfalls by TLC, um, which wow. was <laughs> crazy. That I, I, song is perfection, okay? Well, here's the thing. That. I like their cover of it because I never want to listen to the original. And it's like almost like a guilty pleasure. Okay. It's like a guilty pleasure. I don't. I. I've never really liked listening to the original, but now I feel like with Death Cab's version, with Death Cab's version, I'm like I can listen to that song, that is super catchy, just like, in there, you know. So I like. I like. Uh, I like their cover of it. They drop. They have another song on there that I saved, but the other three or whatever are not very good. Um. So what you're saying is you like old white men appropriating uh, black music. Interesting. Nope. That's his favorite. Interesting. That's not what I said. <laughs> it's his favorite genre. <laughs> check, check the vault. I did not say that. Um, I hopped on the Julian Baker train this week. Um, she is a... Interesting. She's an indie kind of like singer-songwriter uh yeah she's been on a lot of indie pop playlists that i've liked i don't think i've kept too many of her songs in rotations for too long but um, she's pretty decent yeah i listened to probably like five or six times all the way through her like 2018 album i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head uh turn off the or 2017 album turn off the lights um it's like a it's an album every song is a ballad and that's just her thing it's very one note i think uh <laughs> but um i really hopped on the train she dropped a new single within the past week called hardline which has like actually has drums actually has like other instruments other than just piano on one song or like acoustic guitar on one song and actually had like instrumental breaks in between verses and things and i was like okay this is really cool i should listen to the other stuff and it's not even close to being the same but 
Really liked it. Um, definitely on the Julian Baker train now. She is up there. Um, hog. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, today, Mac, I saw on Twitter Macklemore did a uh, a freestyle of like fuck Trump. It was uh, it was like a two minute like cool, yeah, he just man. like freestyled. Uh, well, cool. listen to that. Oh, I kind of like Macklemore. God. I hated this, no. but. Uh, Leave that there. If we can just get him out of the zeitgeist, I, I think it'd be cool. <laughs> we yeah, can just replace he, him with. Some can other... we cancel him? What, yeah. What's he done? Um, nothing. Giving people with blonde eyebrows a bad name. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's true. So. Um, and then the last thing I just thought this was funny. So, I know John, you watched the inauguration. Noah, did you end up watching the inauguration? Um, oh. my favorite part of the inauguration was Garth Brooks showing up in jeans singing Amazing Grace yeah. and then he goes yeah. he goes he's like on the la he's about to sing the last verse and he was like now I want y'all to sing along with me and he's like and I'm not just talking about the people here today I'm talking about all you watching at home and then he started like singing and then <laughs> I just the thought of like everyone just like like watching on their TVs or at the computers like singing Amazing Grace with Garth Brooks was uh pretty funny um <laughs> it was just a comedy I mean, yeah, but it. I'm into it. that's all I did recommend Julian Baker recommend uh, the podcast and uh Norseman definitely we can move on to the best I won't be watching or listening to picks. any of that so the best picks of the show yet and here's why okay so we've and got here's why it was last week yeah so fucking <laughs> we've got uh do you all care about the well, i'll just introduce both nope. so we've got the 2012 movie lawless yuck and we've got <laughs> okay we've got I always uh, address the movie fairly I, I did yeah. i said i said 2020 lawless yeah listen i'm i'm all in for the hate but at least and just we to, uh, ripes uh joy in the wild unknown from uh 2018 which was somehow yucker so uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, feel free right, feel but... free to take it away noah Oh, okay, I'll start with Lawless, because I feel I'm very uneducated when it comes to movies, so my criticism's lack. <laughs> but movies, I can criticize. Um, I'll start off by saying that I like Tom Hardy and Guy Pearce, and that I think they really tried their best <laughs> with what they were given. I think they tried their darndest. Um... That's so that funny that you even said, said those words. That, that you said those said. words. <laughs> I don't so much. enjoy this movie at all. Uh, whether it was the constant uh, cock teasing of, oh, is this character going to die or not? Or whether it was all the fucking was monologues. It, was it cock teasing, um, really? Yeah. I they think so. mentioned the brother's invincibility probably eight yeah. times. And then, yeah, that's a cock. No, it's not because. <laughs> He's invincible. They've yeah, said it. But he's not. They foreshadowed it, but he functionally was. And then he just ends up and dies at the end. Like, you know what I'm saying? And just teased it. And then it's like, well, he died. Uh, whatever. That being said, I just can't find myself uh, recommending this at all. Like, all the I... intro monologues, the outro monologues, Shia LaBeouf talking over everything. I hated, absolutely don't like monologues like that. Uh, it's just lazy exposition. Yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say exposition should just be exposition. You don't need a narrator telling me like, just show yep. me it. 
You know what I mean? Yep. Put some nice Where's, music over it. Warrior had like good exposition. This movie does not have good exposition. Uh, it never let itself breathe. It felt comparable to not as bad. It's really not as bad when I say this. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens, when shots just change, literally, you get one second to look at something, you get one second to look at something, you get one second. This wasn't as bad as that by any means, but it just. There was no scene or anything that just stopped and let you take it in other than when they had a naked woman in this picture. Like, yeah. Um, I didn't appreciate the uh, Jessica Chastain's character at all. Murph. I thought that was... Murph. All the characters are idiots. What the hell? Uh... Every character just made dumbass decisions. Every single one, there was never a smart character where you thought... That's a good one. Um, never happened. Um, Tom Hardy's character, as far as I can recall, made a bad decision. They all made bad decisions. Howard didn't show up to the one night where Tom gets slit in the throat. Tom gets slit in the throat. Shia but that's not a bad decision. He, he didn't make a decision to get his fucking throat slit. They snuck he up made on. a bad decision to punch the guys and then just leave them alive. Yeah, that's weird. That's Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. That's a bad decision. That <laughs> yeah, was stupid. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just to start it off. Uh, that random ass explosion of the stills, I get, I like, I get it. Uh, they destroyed those stills, but why did we need a big set piece explosion scene? It was in the budget. I had right. to use the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. That's just. I mean, what do you guys think of it? Yeah, I'll I'll let uh, Lane go, and I'll I'll come back to the hate. I fucking like the I'll, movie. I'll, I'll let I'll let some refutation why, happen. Just, I just. I mean, I I I don't. I am actually shocked, not really shocked. I mean, it's whatever that like you think the acting was bad, right? I mean, the I, the only acting that I hated was Shia LaBeouf's. Like he's the one that I didn't really like. Like Tom Hardy was fine. Uh, with Jason Clark is that his name? The yeah, middle brother. Yeah, Jason Clark I thought was good. Um, Jessica Chastain was whatever. That's so. But, funny guy pierce gary oldman like i i mean i thought that like oh that, yeah gary oldman was in this fucking movie yeah. never did i totally never forgot. never did i like watch it and i was like i i mean okay i'm saying tom hardy was good but it was like tom hardy in every fucking movie he's in where it's just like most of his dialogue is mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like it's i don't know it, like it i don't know it doesn't bother me because it's tom hardy i love tom hardy but like the acting was fine, didn't bother me. The writing didn't even really bother me that much. Like I, I mean, I just like I, I don't know. I maybe, maybe it's because I watched it when I was what fifteen, and it was just like it, there was like something about it when I liked it when I was fifteen watching it, and it's just like I can never just hate this movie now. I don't know, John. What were right, you gonna well, say? What was your rebo? Tinted glasses. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> what was your Fuck like... nostalgia? So. Both you and Noah have completely opposite opinions about why, like, my biggest grievances aren't your all's biggest grievances. First and foremost, I thought the only even decently good acting, both in terms of actual physical body language and, like, character expression, emotion displayed on scene, let alone the actual accents being captured appropriately... Yeah. Was Shia LaBeouf? And okay, the I'll, give, I'll give you. I'll give you accents. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom Hardy's acting outside of that is literally just him being buff in a shirt, walking around, grunting. That's not acting. 
He actually That's wasn't. In he actually wasn't. Uh, southern accent really well. Yeah. I don't think so. He actually. It sounded like Tom Hardy doing a southern accent and not a southern accent. He wasn't even supposed to be like buff in this movie. It just happened because he buffed up for Bane because these were shot around the same time. And so that he just was, because he was supposed to be like a thin. I was going to say, it looks like he was just wearing like eight coats sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> to try to cover up how, yeah, how yeah. big he was. Yeah. Um, either way, I wasn't like he was the worst actor of all time, but I was like, it was a shockingly poor performance from someone who usually delivers something good. He was nothing special and in fact took away a lot because I was so taken back by how poor his acting was in this. And then it, Guy Pierce, are you kidding me? I think he did with the script that he was given so, and no, the so, lines so, that came out of his mouth. I, I, I took think he the, was fine. I took the character and I went, the character is trash for completely different oh, reasons yeah, than Guy no, Pierce was trash. The writing's awful. It's bad. Yeah. That Chicago accent changed at three distinct instances in the movies, <laughs> and it's because he's like a British Australian dude yeah. trying to. Put on a nineteen twenty thirty Chicago accent out inside of rural Virginia, where the already southern accents are so thick and refined. I don't give points for trying. (laughs) This is a movie where I'm being critical. No points for trying. Okay, that was very poor fucking acting. It was so bad. I wouldn't call it poor acting. I would not call it poor acting. No. It was bad. It was. It bad. was pretty egregious. It if you, if you only focused on his character for the entire movie, you wouldn't finish the movie. I can guarantee that. Wayne, have you ever seen Public Enemy? No. Okay. You should. Well, that's yeah. That's a better. Gangs in New York. Kind of... Watch Gangs in New York. Um, but yeah. So, not only the guy Pierce and the Tom Hardy problems, and that Shia LaBeouf definitively just acted better for all of my points that I would give an actor for acting. Because like, liking okay. liking an actor is not <laughs> me giving them points, um, yeah. but like the writing of Guy Pierce's character, Bad. like all, he kept saying very obvious things, like completely the, just. So as a villain, as, as a character you want to him. hate, he was yeah. like a cartoon character in a semi-serious movie. He was always upscaling himself, and his character was just doing more and more wild things, like escalating the violence and aggression. For no purpose. Like, he went from seeming like, ooh, they brought in the big fed guns, you know, yeah, from well, out of man. state. Like, what's going to happen? Oh, he's like a clean-cut, like, Christoph Waltz hunting people in France kind of fucking Inglorious Bastards character. Mm-hmm. And then he took that accent for some reason for, like, one-third of the movie and put it on a character that was just, like, becoming increasingly psychopathic. And he had no reason to become increasingly psychopathic outside of, like, the zero exposition we got on his character, he just, yeah. we saw more of him, and it turns out he's a psychopath. Like, it wasn't interesting. There was the whole, like, was he raping that girl in that scene when they drop off the balls at his door? I like, think he was like, just like, doing like, weird sex stuff. Yeah, like, what's going on? I was uh, like, I know. don't like, I don't want to know more, but also, I, well, you can't I, just no, give I, me I this. I did want to know more. <laughs> yeah, but like, you was, can't just give me this. Yeah. He had the gloves on and everything, and she was naked, yeah. so it's like, yeah. what the fuck and was going on? She was on crying. There? She was crying. I was like, this is – the whole thing, I was just like, every decision that was made was in poor taste. Um, and yeah, like, then then they had the audacity to be like, 
based on a true story, by the way. And I was like, <laughs> it, it was indeed based on a yeah. true story. However, it wasn't based on, like, experience. They took actual people from a time and place who well, may or may not have sold moonshine. It's based off a biographical novel mm -hmm. written by the sons of the people. Right, the which definitively is not the experience of the people. Oh, okay, okay. It is about said people. There's a difference, right? A biography or an autobiography says, I did these things, or I have witnesses who saw me do these things. This is, my children's children heard stories about this person, me. Here's what maybe happened. Do you see how that seems really uh, conflated? But what if he just interviewed his grandpa and his grandpa just told him everything? I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but I does think this movie what seem happened. like what yeah. happened? Because I think that's what he did, and then he also was the trying to... Armies, like, totally escalating in the big battle scene at the... Like, no. Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. There are, ton uh, there are tons of fucking... There are tons of like instances in fucking movies or TV where like the cops are clearly outnumbered and they're just like, all right, hey, like if we start shooting at them, they're all gonna shoot at us. Like we could just you know call it off. Like I don't think that's like totally far fetched. I don't think anything is really that far fetched. Like about yeah, it. I don't. That didn't really strike any nerve for me. Uh, I will say not anything to do with uh, whatever John's on about. I will say that climax is one of the top ten worst fucking climaxes. Period. Yeah. I don't understand what the fuck was that climax. It was hey, let's get a roadblock, chase, let's shoot, everybody, stop shooting, stop shoot, shoot, stop shooting, shoot, stop shooting, and I. That final battle is like didn't make all any the sense. hype. I mean, I don't care about the like logistical if it actually happened. I just don't give a fuck how it happened in the movie. I agree. Like, I, I think I think it would have been all. a little better if like it. I mean, the movie would have to have been way longer for this. But like, if is it, it makes sense that Cricket would die and then Shia, Shia LaBeouf's character would want to act out, and then like what should have happened was like he acts out, something bad happens they recuperate and then a better climax happens when it's not just like yeah, yeah and that's like that would have been the and maybe that's what happened and they just cut it for time um i actually was reading a little bit about the movie after i watched it tonight and um they said that a lot of the more like brutal stuff that happened in the book or like from the accounts didn't even make it in the movie which i thought was kind of weird but um or like I mean, how how much more brutal so can it get? The ball yeah, it's like how much more brutal can it <laughs> cool. get? Past like chopping the dude's balls off, or like one brother like getting his neck slit and then like living through that. <clears throat> I don't know, but I get what you guys are saying. It's not. A, I will acknowledge that it's not a great movie, but I like it for nostalgia reasons, and. Uh, and right. <laughs> of course, this is probably a problem with actual events. Um, happy ending for murderers? <laughs> is that, well, is that, that just so me? My, my whole Perfect thing. Perfect happy ending, fairy tale ending for murderers? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so not only unbelievable in the sense of it's a I bad mean, I, movie. I believe I'm saying it's, made it out. I'm saying it's like it's unbelievable for so many reasons. And like, from a movie perspective why do i care about any of these characters you've not given me any reason to oh, care yeah, about no any development of them. so it's like a lot of people who clearly obviously were going to survive the final battle 
congratulations, I survived the final battle, but like, to what end for me? I didn't feel better about them living. I didn't feel better about them dying. I didn't want them to have this battle at all because it made no sense. There's no way that that fucking detective who pissed off literally everybody in the town is going to live that long. And like, like that shit wouldn't fly in Ashland. You know what I mean? Like, there would just be, someone would be shot before that happened. You know, like, no, let alone moonshine country where half the people are like actual rural as fuck and everyone owns an actual gun and like, there's real mobsters there literally shooting people in broad daylight. Like, the whole thing just felt so forced and bad the entire time. Very articulate. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> bad. Uh, <clears throat> With a capital B, bad. Uh, also, I know I already complained about this. Monologues at the intro and outro of a movie, that's a certain level of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There's, but that's, there's not, that's not based on true story bullshit. And then there are outros. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way, though. That's my problem. That, I agree. It's Since like uh, years ago, American Sniper. I thought the movie was fine. And then the fucking, it gives you this text outro explaining everything that happened. And you're like, oh, okay, now I don't care. <laughs> you just threw me out of this completely. Cool. Uh, yeah, so this movie kind of follows the suit, where it's just... Gives you some bullshit backdrop that ends the movie. Ends the movie. Uh, okay, like, how about the women characters? Like, awful. Holy they shit. Were just, like, the characters they were just objects or just. Yeah, they nothing. were literally. It was literally just, here's yep. some women we can objectify. Yep. That, that, they're like some anime, really. <laughs> I was like, yeah, was this bad. movie, man. She's just going to strip naked because Tom Hardy's not sleeping with her. So she's just got to go. Okay. And, and he said. Wait, what are you doing? She's butt ass naked in front of yeah. your bed, and it's nighttime, and you're the only two in the entire fucking place. What do you think she's doing, bro? And then I she gets in like bed, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> you like stop, Tom Hardy, get out of this movie, please." Yeah, no, female characters are Yeah. Oh my god, it was so. Shia Buff's girlfriend had did nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing. It wasn't even. It, was I thought maybe he was gonna nothing. have like some like weird character conflict of like, do I go with my bubbies? And then it was nope. like twenty minutes in, he nope. threw up at the fucking, uh, what is it called? Church. The church. And then he was Service, like, yeah. "All right, I'm good. I'm sold. God's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it." Uh, you know, yeah. I thought. I thought. I mean, I didn't because I've seen this movie, but I would think that you would use a conflict of loving a girl. To be, oh, she wants to run away, so you have to abandon your brothers. Right, yeah, you like have to break good as opposed to break bad. But no, he said, I'm bringing her in the ring. They just get, she or he just wants to show off and they get arrested. Cool. Yeah, and then she gets fucking, not arrested, arrested, but obviously the kid gets killed and then she gets taken home or whatever, probably reprimanded and beaten because it's that time period. And then you don't even see her until the fast forward years later that's yeah that's, that's what i was gonna say is, getting arrested. is that like i feel like i understand that she had the rebellious like part in her and she wanted to you know be dating the moonshiner you know fucking criminal but like i feel like when it's like oh he's showing me the still and then like oh fuck the cops are here they are actually shooting real guns he's <laughs> he's telling me to get the fuck out of here like he's not even gonna like take me he's just like you know, get get her the fuck yeah, out of here. She she definitely would have been like, I'm done dropping it. Nope, don't fucking talk to me ever again. Like that's it. And that's that's that would have been. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. if that happened, that would have been something too. If yeah. she was just like, fuck this, you can't live this life. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. 
but happily ever after but uh i think that's enough on that movie i'll acknowledge that it's it's fine it's not a great movie but i gave it a nostalgia okay i guess yeah i'll give it a seven out of ten <laughs> definitely i'm uh, not gonna i'm not gonna rate it's a, it's a movie it's, it's a crazy movie. that john's not even gonna rate it the only like it's not worth rating what am i gonna give it a two like what's a two mean i don't know like a, a, a three a like it's just you arbitrary numbers i'll give it a negative two how about no that? one's keeping track of these numbers <laughs> no. negative two i'll take a negative two. negative two negative two that's a bad movie everybody <laughs> it's right. a movie it's a movie i wouldn't wish someone to watch it's really not that bad it's that bad. It's really it's, not that bad. It's like, for a casual person, it's really not, like, the worst thing in the world. I'm like, not a casual person. I never I know, said I was. I know. I'm saying I'm just trying to, you know, focus you know, or put it in a different perspective. Jesus. No, <laughs> you're trying to, like, forgive me giving it a negative two. Let my negative two be there and don't be <laughs> sad about it. I'm not sad about it. All right, let's I'm move on. To, let's move on to the album. Trying to fight about it, bitch. All right. So, ripe. Joy in the Wild Unknown. Uh, we can Negative do two. reverse order. I'll go first, I guess. Um, I'll start with that. Yeah, probably also a negative two yeah, uh, for me. For me. <laughs> um, I the, the description I've given that I'm stealing from yesterday, I almost couldn't care to figure out what specifically I headed, but I'll, I'll end my little spiel on a positive note of... Um, there was one moment where I saw what the potential of this group was, um, and I described it earlier. You all weren't on the call, but I was talking to Sam a little bit about it because um, he was like, oh, yeah, what are you all talking about tonight? And I was like, oh, yeah, this Ripe album, and he started listening to a couple songs. Um, I said, it's like if early Maroon 5 were sung by, like, the lead singer of, like, Hinder, and they made more funk music than they made pop music. And I was like, it's just... That's the most got, specific ass comparison I've ever heard. I don't like it. Got, <laughs> I don't like that. It's got such like a like a grungy sounding singer, like the raspiness in the back oh, of his okay. throat kind of thing. That. And then it's all just really funk with just the most mild elements of pop in all of the worst ways that pop music could sound. And then it's like every song is indistinguishable. Yeah. Except right at the end of Yesterday's Close. They like completely switch up tempo for once in the fucking whole album. They um, strip the back a bunch thing. of the yeah. They strip back a bunch of the instruments, and then they just like not only let the lyrics be heard, but the singer because he's singing on a slower pace, it makes it again sound a little bit less funky, a little bit less poppy, but like a better breed of the two. Um, it was the only part of the album where I was like, whoa, like can we get more of this? And then there was like two songs left, and then it ended. So. Yeah, I was just severely unimpressed from probably what is a very talented group of musicians. But Definitely I was just like, talented. Definitely yeah, I was talented. like, this isn't music I care about, and it's nope. not music that sounds good. It's not nope. music that has any commercial appeal. Like, I was trying to find anything positive about it, and I, I was like, there might be some commercial appeal. Uh, like, I, I kind of, I, you know, I, I see. Like, some... you think this could play on the radio? every song was like minutes. four minutes long i was yeah, like none of this makes sense like i don't know why you're going on this long for this song i'm going on record right I now to say that you guys are such pussies about how like long songs are <laughs> God, that song's four minutes long that's so long it's no it should be commercial it's it's, it's still cool. not even that long to be commercial 
That's crazy. Yeah, some of them six and a half minutes. Six and a half minutes. I'll say yes. Yeah, you got to do a radio edit of that one, but they're getting most songs, even like the two and a half minute, get radio edits. So four minutes is definitely gonna have to get cut down. God, you guys are fucking crazy. Yeah, man. I just putting in commercial perspective, <laughs> pop music, pop radio. I just want to specify or clarify. Sorry. Yeah, I just was not. I don't know. And that Maroon 5 thing came off the top, so... Everything is good. This this album... The only bad thing about this album for me is that some of the songs... Like, some of the songs suffer... What I've brought up before on this show is that, like, they... Mac Miller has done this before, where it's like... He he does it a lot, actually, where the song definitely should have ended right there. And then he adds either... Sometimes it's like is this another song is this just like a weird outro for mac miller it was sex sounds sometimes it was like that's like you could have ended the song there like for one of the reasons why i think john hates the song cinderella by mac miller which i think is one of the best songs you know i or at least i'm assuming i think we've talked about it is that like at the very end he starts like they have finished cinderella and then he kind of goes on and like keeps singing like some freestyle or whatever it's like a whole other song for another like minute um didn't need to happen uh and i think that this like, album cinderella is just way too long it's like a five minute song if you took all that extra crap off like i just cinderella is mm. just bad period but so, but it's it, like it, the statement still stands that he does that right, like right, right. ripe did that a couple of times in this album where it's like and i think the really big one for me is um i love the song x life it's one of my favorite on the album that's the last track there's like they do this like they have a chorus and they do this build up and then it like you it like it ends and then there's like a moment of silence and then like the drums just pick it back up and they do another verse and then like uh, like a fade out or something to end the album when it's like oh my god for a funk pop album like you have this like crazy build up it's like really like you're jamming to it and then it ends and that would have been such a good end for the album and then for some reason you decided let's do it one more time like just run it back um that's the only thing live i would guess like maybe maybe i've seen them live actually i have a story about when i saw them live but i'll save that for a second um that's the only thing i hate about the album is that like sometimes they just it's like they could have just ended the song early and that's probably what makes the song so long um but no like but like but what (laughs) it's like bad ska and i love ska advanced ska i i wanted to call this the evolution of ska and in the worst way you can think of that sentence not yeah, like that's what oh I mean. like, ska got better they took, no, they, took ska and they were like how can we try to reinvent the wheel and then they didn't i think they went that. about it the way that it was like like here's pop music they want like when i saw them live they were very heavy into like we want everyone to be dancing like it was like a really small club there like like we're gonna be dancing the whole time we make music for people to dance to it was like that's pop music and they were like but we are better than just making stand like regular pop music what do we have to like what is our take on pop music i don't think they approached from a ska the perspective i think they went pop and they were like let's add a like dial it up a little bit from regular pop it was like i would disagree that pop is dance music but i could be wrong on that i don't think you're wrong like they're 
it's definitively more pop than it is ska or more pop than it is funk you know but i don't i think the funk or the ska element is what makes the music danceable the tempos I... they've chosen and a lot of the instrumentation and not necessarily like the I don't even know. What, I, I can't even... I th- the only reason I even throw funk on there is because they have a trumpet player and a trombonist. Right, and which is also why you can throw in ska. The same reasons. Mm. I was going to say, yeah, that's why I throw in ska, and I don't see that as funk at all. Like, if there was the word funk, this album is just, like, way over here. <laughs> just you know... not by this word funk. I, I never... I feel like funk music, I have to feel funk. <laughs> this never... It never right. happened. It just no no like stank face casual... equals no funk. <laughs> yeah, it's just some casual radio play. Uh, I will say, <clears throat> one of the positives about this, I actually enjoyed the lyricism in some of the songs. Like, I was like, okay, if this was a part of a better song, I could, that would probably enhance, you know, whatever song it was. But since it was a part of music I didn't care for, it was very um, uh, conflicting feeling. Because it's like, okay, I kind of like where the singer, you know, the band, however, what they're trying to get across and their ideas, I just don't like listening to it. And so that was my biggest problem. I feel like the only song I cared for was um, Young Tom Rose. Yep, that's a good one. And... Also, is it ripe? Upon a Google, the E has an accent on it. Ripe? Is no, it's, it ripe? It's ripe. It's ripe. Okay. Why does uh, he have an accent? I don't know. I've never seen it. Because it goes like that. up. I'm like, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I just, it's I don't that. know. It's just right. And the album is well produced, but it almost sounds too or overproduced, where there's just too much going on. It sounds just so studio album. It feels like it never tries to do anything than it is, you know? Like, whereas. Uh, on folklore there were some taylor swift songs where even in the album they were different from each other this it felt very samey kind of one note for the most part um i don't know i like i could barely tell you the difference in some of the songs and that's a negative aspect okay i will say that of all of their projects they have um so it's interesting that you well it's not really interesting because it makes sense sean you mentioned that they sound kind of like maroon five they dropped a song last year um called five in the morning i listened to their their 2020 songs and those were better than this album five in the morning literally sounds like a maroon five song like that is definitely would get radio play so it's it's you know i don't know a lot of these songs i mean i don't know if i should have prefaced with this a lot of these songs on this album were projects they did like at the beginning of Ripe and it was just like they finally have studio time they're going to record and put these on an album like I don't know for example like, uh, I think Beta Male, Stanky, um, Pedro those are all like really old songs that they just put on this album because they finally had time to like do an album so I think going forward their stuff is going to get just more poppy um but I think they their Hey Hello EP was much better. Um, but it's fine. You guys don't like it. You're hurting my feelings a little bit, but that's fine. No. I, I literally have a bullet point where I'm not exactly sure why this offends me so much. <laughs> but I think that brings me back to John's point of where I don't care enough to figure out. <laughs> Wait, so like, 
again I, I can't pinpoint there's the one thing that i hate but i just don't like it there's a group that peaked this for me and we've now mentioned it twice but like this sound maroon 5 early maroon 5 just does better in every way with the yeah. what is it songs about jane is jane, the album yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like that album has so many good songs that this album's album. trying to make and i'm like i think they do i don't care that they they have a better mm-hmm. singer mm-hmm. like maroon 5 has a better singer mm-hmm. maroon 5 had better lyrics it was more poppy and thus got stuck in your head in a more good focused. way at least for me yeah it just like even i'm not even going to say that their songs were more distinguishable but because i memorized the hooks because the hooks were so catchy the songs are different songs <clears throat> and this just didn't do that and again maybe it was the singer's voice that i didn't really care for on the music I, that yeah, he was singing I, I, I did like his voice but i'm not sure if it fit the type of song that they were right producing. like i love denzel curry's voice i don't know if he raps over these beats like <laughs> right. yeah okay yeah i don't know well then that's that's that oh can you tell me any songs that you liked on the album I I the end the end of uh yesterday's close i believe clothes. it was called okay and again like it's like right at the let me find it i hated beta mail oh, okay can we talk about that for a second why is that a title of a song and did you like listen to the song and like read the lyrics while you're listening along or anything like yeah i mean i didn't read the lyrics but i was it was cringy I will give you that. The lyrics, Listen. the lyricism is kind of bad. I will I, give I you that for sure. Like when I sing along with some of these songs, it's like, hey, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I put uh, most songs on my negative, but then I put especially beta male. So, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just I, a terrible song. I will just end this conversation with the oh, story yeah. that I have. And then I will recommend if, if, if you just do me a favor and listen to one more song by them. And if you really fucking hate it, it's totally fine. No, I, hey, I listened to their 2020 songs and they were better than this album. That's okay. a fact of life. This. So I saw them live a couple of years ago in Nashville and we were at some bar. I don't know what the name of the bar was. It was very clear that most of the people in the audience, that was just their bar that they used to get, they like to go to that has live music sometimes. Cause me and my buddy Nathan were like the only ones there that like knew ripe or like any of the songs. So they do their set and then they leave and they're coming back to do an encore. And <clears throat> they have the song called pretty dirty in the fading light. And that's a song I recommend that's off their 2013 EP, like the very first thing they ever dropped. And um, you would pick a six-minute song, bro. Come on. <laughs> well, I'll explain. Like, why, you just got to so, this one song. It's the length of an entire EP. You, were, you guys are such pussies about the song. It's not even that bad. I don't mind a long song. The problem is no one does a long song justice. They just make it unnecessarily long. So, so the reason why this one is style. long and what they do live, it's, it's the same thing as um, what's the Beyonce song? Uh, Love on Top, where she just goes through like five different core or five different keys at the end. She does the chorus and then goes up a step, or like up a half step, up a half step, and she does that, and that's how the song ends. That's what Pretty Dirty in the Fading Light does. Um, and what they do live is they'll start it and then they'll get to the end. They'll like go up a key and they actually will sing like Love on Top by Beyonce, or they'll go and there's another song that I think they do that I can't remember. Um, and then they'll finish with the song. They'll like go back to the original key. And did you know the love on top before ripe 
or yes. after ride? Yes, of course I knew Love on Top before ride. I don't know. <laughs> right, you know, I ripe introduced ripe ripe introduced me to Beyonce. That's why I really like ripe. <laughs> um, so they, that would be more excusable for me. They did their set. They left the stage. They were coming back to do an encore. I know that Pretty Dirty is like their usual go-to encore song. And so I yelled. I was like, they were like getting set up to do the encore. And I was like, do Pretty Dirty. And the singer turns around to the crowd and like gets his mic. And he was like, whoever just said, play Freebird, go fuck yourselves. He was like, we're not fucking doing Freebird. And I was like the only one who yelled. So he thought that I said, do Freebird, like the fucking meme. And so I was, I was like, he's like, at one time someone told me to do fucking free bird. Yeah. Um, And so I had to like sit there. I was like waving and I was like, no, 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 no. no." I was like, do pretty dirty. And then he winked at me and they did pretty dirty. And then that was it. It's a good time. Maybe he was just memeing on you. So you got a story to tell. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a picture with him afterwards. I told him I was the free bird guy. Um, uh, if we want to figure out the fan pick for this week, oh, yeah, the random saying, pick. Yeah, we didn't do does that. Does anyone have a preference that is still currently viewing before we make this executive decision of choosing a number between a number? Choosing a number between a number. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a number between like zero and one? One. Like no, a number between numbers? one number. Like you choose the number eight and you choose a number between eight. Okay. <laughs> some theoretical shit. Okay. All right. Yeah, if you're yeah, listening yeah. and you want to throw in some last minute suggestions for a movie or an album for us to watch and listen keep to, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah go don't. fuck yourself. <laughs> no one no. goddamn cares about you or your stupid little opinion, you stupid little person. You can put it in the chat. And we're not oh, taking. Oh, there it is. Perks of being a wallflower. It's we're... going on the list. We're not taking anything from Chloe. Finally, she gave us that shitty album no, four weeks ago. Finally, it's on the list. What I know album? everyone was super excited. The about Moonchild it. album. I that wasn't that bad. I, it was fine. It, I was yeah, it wasn't just great. Joking. It wasn't that bad. Oh. oh. Uh, uh, G.I. Joe Valor uh, B. Venom. No, what does that even mean? No, honey. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm pulling my. It's like an hour and fifteen minute animated. Oh, it's CG versus. Movie. It just corrected yeah. to B. Okay. Sorry, Hunter. I, I know that's that. you. <laughs> I don't have the chat open. But twenty through um, two thousand four animated GI Joe. Yeah. Uh, can someone refer him to a psychiatrist? Please? <laughs> he needs GI Joe help. Like, what is going on? Oh man. All right. Is that that? Uh. Uh, anyone want to do the honors of random number generator? Yeah, I'll do it. Go for it. Are we doing... So, for movies, there are 11 plus 4, so we're going to do 15. Is I think you... we have to do... Just the I think 11 the way we did before was the only the unseens and unheards okay. when we do randoms. So it's 1 to 11 for movie. Yeah. 1 to 9 for music. Mm-hmm. Although, if we get 1 for music, I'm going to veto it, so... Just for this week. Filling out, filling out some dead air. I don't want to. Are you ready? And can we get a drum roll from someone who is authorized to do drum rolls? I'm not so authorized. That's above my plate, pay grade. Ten. Escape from New York. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. It's a classic 80s action movie. Okay. Classic. Oh, God. 
Oh fuck! This looks so bad. <laughs> I'm not excited. Okay, we said nine John for Carpenter. Nine for nine uh, for music. Music. That's uh, Playboy Cardi's a whole lot of. Red. <laughs> <laughs> what a this is literally like craft singles in right. $10, $10, one. Six. So that is Glory Sound Prep by John Bellion. Oh wait, no, no, no. What? I thought you said it was number nine. Is nine. You can't just do that. You said one out of nine, right? Oh. So I RNG'd. Oh, it got six out of nine. Oh, oh, I thought you oh. got nine. No. What a what a letdown. Oh. Glory no. Sound Prep's really good. I love this album. What's the what's the album? Glory Sound Prep. Three words: glory, and then sound, and then prep. By, it's by John Bellion. Ah. Oh. It's did a really we, good did, album. Wait, did we get two two hunter picks? Tragic. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. He's... John Bellion. No. He said... sound prep was uh, Chloe. Oh. No, Hunter said that's mine. Also mine. I literally write this show. <laughs> I mean, Hunter's literally lying because it was a Chloe one from weeks ago that I put in for sure because we talked about it. That's tragic. John okay. Bellion kind of sucks. Well, our movie is going to yeah. be a Don't worry, Chloe, I got from you. New York, and our album will be Gory Sound Prep by John Bellion. Uh, what? We will by who? <laughs> John Bellion. We will <laughs> Bellion. Also, let the record Bellion. show that I can't let him do a normal outro, so I'm going to interrupt once again to say it's Harmony Corin. Or Wait. Corrine. Corin. Now I we're, can't remember. We're about Fuck. to finish an episode we without our. Way, and it's the other way. Uh, we, real quick, just lightning round. All yeah, of our shout out, shout out, Queeby. Queeby. Uh, Star Wars um, episode, oh, episode, Queeby episode nine. Star Wars. Episode nine. Star Wars, best Star Wars, hands down. Um, <laughs> Go subscribe to Queeby. Yeah. Um, if you have a hundred thousand dollars to donate to this podcast, so we can buy the rights to right. the name Queeby, we would appreciate it. Um, is there anything else? We didn't choose the Playboy Cardi one. Back out, okay? Oh, that's what he's Stand down. down. All right. And... Okay, and our album is Gory Sound Prep by John Bellion. We'll see you next week. This is Bad Friends Worst Critics. I'm Noah Davis with John P. and Wayne Lemon.